True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Spiritual slumming. Taking a peek behind the curtain can be kind of exciting. This also can be perceived as quite dangerous. Certainly, spiritual slumming can be thought of as a form of amusement. Let me show you what I mean. First, slumming, normal slumming, means visiting a place or a group that is considered to be lower than your normal social status. Immediately, the concept of lowering yourself suggests a classification whereby there is some place lower compared to where you normally hang. Those who are really poor, in whatever ways that you might measure poverty, may think that there aren't lower places to visit. I assure you, there are. This means everybody can go slumming. It's just a matter of how low do you want to go. Spiritual slumming is a term that you don't hear. In fact, and for the record, I did an internet search for the phrase spiritual slumming, and there are only 181 occurrences worldwide. Period. I'm covering this topic because no one really is paying attention to the real popularity of spiritual slumming. Certainly, I'm not here to chide you, but maybe I'm here to inspire you. Slumming is slumming. What if you could see things differently? What would this awareness do for you? My purpose is to put a great big old spotlight on all this spiritual slumming. Putting a light on the door of darkness can help you. Certainly, it benefits you largely if you've gotten lost or stuck at all. I'm not saying that you are. But let's jump right in, shall we? Before we go forward, let me share with you a heads up that I'm not going to pull any punches. If you're here, it's because you want to go forward. And as such, there's some things to discover. Don't be afraid. Nothing will happen that you don't want to create. Just by coming to the earth plane, everyone is spiritually slumming. This needs to be said. Everyone has come down to experience this heavy experience. And when I say heavy, you can absolutely think lower. Each of us has chosen to jump down into this existence to feel the pushes and the pulls of duality and to experience, expand, and grow. The biggest problem with spiritual slumming is that we can absolutely get lost in it. Weirdly, it can be entertaining, like some kind of wild circus. Growing up, my dad offered me this special opportunity to see what it was like to live in a lower lifestyle. (laughs) It's not what you might think, so hold yourself open. Specifically, he said that if I ever wanted to steal and commit a crime, that I should visit the places criminals live. One of the most protected places, he suggested, was jail. In a jail, and I mean jail jail, not some halfway house, my dad proposed that I could get a first-hand feel of what it would be like to live in this kind of lifestyle. I suppose jails are a lot safer than the real-world places where criminals actually live and conjugate, because at least in prison, they have some generally enforced rules. That said, there was absolutely no part of me that wanted to even come close to visiting a jail. I know it was my dad's intent to scare me from any wrongdoings that would land me in jail. I want to do the opposite here. 
In truth, I'm not interested in promoting fear or any lower vibrations of any kind. Everything about the light fascinates me. But to really appreciate the light, you can't be afraid of the dark. A lot of times, we find ourselves bouncing around in the dark, not knowing how bad things are until they really do get bad. As an example of riding a downward road in slumming, let me introduce you to Sherry. Sherry is a past client and friend of mine that has since passed. And at one time, Sherry worked as a high-ranking administrator and principal of a school. Once, when I was speaking in the local area where Sherry lived, she reached out and asked me if I had interest in visiting her at her school. Quickly, I said, no. I didn't physically know anything about where Sherry worked. She laughed at my quick response and said, yeah, you probably wouldn't like it here. My not wanting to see Sherry's school was because of how it felt energetically. Again, I knew nothing of Sherry's work environment. Curious, though, I asked Sherry to explain the kind of school where she worked. It turns out that this wasn't just a school, but it was also a kind of institution that actually boards kids, too. There's one thing special that made this particular school different, and that was its students. These undergraduates were the most violent of teenagers, the majority of which had been convicted of one or several capital crimes. As Sherry described it to me, this is the last place that these kids get to go before they're put in with the hardened adult criminals. It was clear to me that my spiritual gifts were once again serving me as to why I wasn't drawn to visit the school. Not one ounce of me felt drawn to walk around. Not because I was afraid of the energy coming from the, quote, school, but because it was an abyss of darkness. Sherry further confirmed this feeling after her original offer to visit when she said that most of the kids were actually gang members and that they had earned the teardrop tattoo near the eye, signifying in most cases that they had killed somebody. Why Sherry, who was a doctor, would work in such a place became clear when she further revealed some of her own past. Years ago, Sherry described herself being happily married with a son. Then, her husband became exceedingly violent. All of this true story can only begin to give you a hint of how bad things became. Sherry shared that she and her husband were doing fine until her husband started doing drugs. Then severe abuse became an everyday occurrence. One time, Sherry's husband punched her so hard in the face, it knocked her out. Lying on the floor, bleeding and only semi-conscious, Sherry's husband grabbed a needle and injected his wife with cocaine. Sherry had never done drugs. For those of you who don't know, shooting coke is extremely dangerous. When you're shooting up, first and foremost, there are all kinds of risks associated with the drug itself, including paranoia, hallucinations, aggression, and sudden cardiac problems. For those who partake, shooting up can be preferred because it creates a more intense high. In this case, too much coke was administered to Sherry. Sherry recalled lying on the floor, regaining consciousness after she was injected. She remembered the feeling the moment the cocaine entered her bloodstream. Her heart immediately started racing like a racehorse and pounding out of her chest. 
The sound of her heartbeat was so loud, it was the only thing that she could hear in her ears. She thought for sure she was dying. Her husband evidently noticed his wife fading and determined he had to do something. She recalled being stripped of all of her clothes and dumped into a bathtub like a limp rag doll, completely filled with ice. Her head was slightly positioned over the one side of the tub, presumably so she wouldn't drown. She said, I was left in the ice until it melted. Actually, all night long, she immediately corrected herself. The following morning, she woke up naked, sitting in cool water in the bathtub, regaining some slight motor control over her muscles. It had all felt like a really bad dream as she repositioned her stiff body to climb out. Sherry stood wobbly kneed, hunched over like an old woman who was going to fall, trying to find a towel to get warm. As Sherry finished describing this incident, I grasped for words, and like the innocence of a child who didn't know any better, I asked, Why did your husband put you on ice? Sherry responded calmly, so he didn't have to take me to the hospital. Sherry continued, I guess he was really scared I was going to die, because he had already packed and planned to run if I had overdosed. We're not done here. I was still trying to conceive the nature of the abuse and near murder when it dawned on me that there was something missing. I hesitated because I wasn't sure if I wanted to know the answer. But I asked, where was your young son? Sherry answered calmly, but for the first time, uncomfortably, I don't know. This was the first time that Sherry emotionally broke to cry a controlled tear. I could tell you that Sherry left her husband the next day, but she didn't. It would be many, many months before she decided to leave him. Finally, when she moved out with her son, this fact did not slow down the brutal attacks. The police began to get involved, but almost always after the fact. Everything I've described is true, and it does provide a gateway as to offer some kind of explanation why Sherry worked in comprehensively a violent atmosphere she called, quote, school. Sherry's story doesn't even touch some of the levels of darkness that can be experienced spiritually. Let me repeat, I'm not sharing this to promote fear, but to demonstrate how we can enter into an ever-deepening level of spiritual slumming. Before I continue to take you deeper in aspects of spiritual slumming, lowering yourself provides for even more unfathomable depths of spiritual slumming. As I stated in the beginning, everyone has lowered himself or herself just by being here. But my point is, how low do you want to go? Spiritual slumming is just like regular slumming. Some people slum because they're curious. Others slum because it's easy to navigate the lower frequency. And then there's control. There's this idea that by spiritual slumming that you are free. That is to say that you are no longer under control of having to do things in a higher vibration. This is true, but the cost can be greater than initially meets the eye. And again, I'm not here trying to frighten anybody. Here are some questions for you. What are the benefits of spiritual slumming? Most importantly, why would you want to spiritually slum? What does it do for you? Does it offer you a greater understanding? There are many reasons why you might consider spiritual slumming. I'm not here offering you anything but a perspective. But I will warn you that this dark rabbit hole can take you places that are really unimaginable. If you're curious, and I know that you are, take my hand and come on further to take a peek 
at the dark side. I promise to keep you safe, but I don't promise to get in the way of anything that you might or want to create. I'm not suggesting a permanent journey down, but I am interested in illumination so that you can see things as they truly are. So you see things differently. Going down is always perceived as easier. Spiritually, I want to channel some of the darker aspects of spirituality so, again, you can really see what you're walking into. The darkness of those entities that lay claim to hurt with repetition and with intent to stagnate and stifle your ability to create are quite powerful. Those energies grow in strength when fear sweeps the mind and the soul, like a fire to the point of searing. The burning of a body, like what was done to those supposed witches who were burned at the state, is intended to be exceedingly painful as an execution. The intent, from a spiritual perspective, is to create a consciously painful death, knowingly, to create a separation through the senses of such great magnitude that the soul might also begin to seemingly separate itself from the divine. Many inquire if there are dark energies and entities that exist. And the simple answer is, yes. The depths of darkness are as great in distance as the greatest aspects of light. This duality, both in physical and spiritual form, is intended. The reason for our sharing is to create illumination for those of you, all of you, who have created separation from your true selves in your choice to incarnate here. This choice isn't limited to spiritual slumming, but it is emphasized that when you keep going down, you must realize there are no depths to the abyss. To step further into the darkness only creates that which is the natural results of the cause. A few of the effects of darkness are numbness, depression, lack, poverty of spirit, and a deep desire to inflict harm. Those who dress themselves in holy robes claiming to be men of God who defrock children through sexual energy, claiming to be instruments of the divine, are indeed wolves dressed as sheep. The children are not fooled as much as the parents who put them in harm's way in such mischievous and unbalanced energy. How can a child hold his or herself responsible for the rape of their body and mind by a grown-up. These are often perceived as inconceivable things as the child grows into an adult, wondering where, if any, assistance was available to offer them some kind of guidance and safety. There are so many of you who have experienced these kinds of physical and spiritual violations in various forms. If you wish to continue in your choice of spiritual slumming, you do what you have done previously as a whole, which is nothing. People of this generation have generally come to step further into aspects of awareness. For many, this includes the depths of awareness and how deep separation, evil, and individual transgression of oneself can go. Have you noticed the popularity, not just for the morality of one country fighting against another, but in how one individual is willing to take lives in mass? This battle isn't country against country or directed against a few individuals, but rather the whole, the whole world. Currently, you don't have any understanding of how such activities have grown in popularity and acceptance. This is indeed a glimpse of what we wish to illuminate. As you consider what it is that you wish to create and thus manifest, consider this. Your truth is never lost. 
You are not absent of the entirety of all that is before you. If you choose to continue downward, spiritually slumming, you will grow in proportion of the opposite of that which is. To do nothing is to be nothing. We wish to encourage you not to remain stuck, fearful, and more consistently separated. But we always will continue to honor such choices. To go deeper into the abyss, you will see the consciousness of separation and how evil can grow and expand, as does the light in an opposing direction. If you think you need to become more separate by drilling down into the dark side, we understand your choice. There is nothing to say or to illuminate to those who cling to nothingness, doubt, and utter fear. Your reliance upon a person, man, or a woman to step forward to lead you is also starting to come to an end. This, too, is why governments are reeling in a state of intellectual preponderance of what to do. There is nothing for them to do. It is you that must act. To act, you must first become aware to what degree you have allowed yourself to be removed from the light. As was shared in the example of the woman who was married in an abusive relationship, she remained in disbelief that her husband would escalate to such extremity in his separation and his darkness. This choice enabled her to continue tumbling down into deeper aspects of spiritual slumming. Ultimately, this indecision almost cost her her life. Ultimately, she spent time and energy in the idea that working with students that were generally not interested in being free would bring her to an understanding of that which it was to be in the dark. Her choice of curiosity or to some extent, the idea that she would be in the best position to save another of extreme separation is to be appreciated. It is what she came to learn and to participate in this life. Be free to stop lowering yourself into the abyss. Awaken, dear ones, that you would be that which you are. Even in the darkest choices, spiritual or physical, you are not lost. Feel these words and the loving vibrations that accompany them. You are free. Accompany us in the light and feel that which is and always has been you. Relieve yourself of stories and experiences of the past that are not in alignment for your true existence. Exist in the freedom of truth by leading yourself through and by total accountability, no longer pretending to present yourself in a manner that you think is preferred. Choose now. In summary, spiritual slumming can be alluring through the idea that by lowering yourself vibrationally, you'll be in control or that you'll have additional kinds of freedom, ultimately with an intent to create a deeper understanding of this life, most likely yours. Know in your consideration to slum that there is no depth to the darkness that can be created. Also, realize that in this duality and the polarity of darkness isn't anything to fear, They are just experiences, physical or spiritual as you choose them. Honor yourself in consideration that spiritual slumming no longer serves you and allow yourself to be seen in the light as you truly are. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others, too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. 
You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.